Mornings with Rena, TJ, and Turnbull. The podcast. Winnipeg's Rock Station, 921 City. I'm TJ, and that is the freshly vaccinated Dave Turnbull. Странно. То у нас дождь и холодно, то у нас очень тепло oh, yeah? и солнечно. So it's fun, huh? Сегодня, наоборот, стало холодно. Oh, потому что в Новосибирске. Я родом из Новосибирска, oh, right. и там сейчас yeah, гораздо, гораздо холоднее, чем right. здесь. Снег лежит. Well, it seems like uh, you haven't had any adverse effects from the vaccination yesterday. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. I'm good. back now. Yeah, I'm shake, back the, shake the yeah, chip out of your ear. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have you tried to put a magnet on your arm yet? <laughs> no. Why would I? Okay, so former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, Maurice Leggett. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't like where this is starting from. <laughs> so Mo Leggett, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, he is a, he's a COVID denier. Oh, it has, he? Yeah, he has okay. been the whole time and pretty vocal about it on social media. So oh, okay. I, I got him on Instagram, whatever. And uh, he posted this video yesterday. And he was showing, I guess there's some people in his, in his circle, in his crew. And they'd all been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And they were sticking magnets to their arms in the spot where the vaccination went in. In hopes of what? I don't know. I have no oh, idea. Oh, there was no end? There was no end to the... To no, it? but they were sticking. Like, the magnets were sticking. No, they were not. I Come swear. On. But again, like, this is... These are people that are <laughs> deniers that are... They're, obviously, there's some kind of paste on the... Like, tack on the back of it. Right. I would assume. Well, I don't know. Do you have a magnet in here? I don't. I don't no. either. No. Believe it or not, I didn't bring my magnet no. collection to work this morning. <laughs> um... So you're going today, right? Yeah, I'm up at four o'clock today. Man, what a honestly though, like what a smooth process they've got it all figured out pretty well. I, I went to the Notre Dame, the pop up clinic there, Notre Dame. You kind of get siphoned through, you know, got to give you because you got to get have that consent form, whatever consent form, uh, your your health card, yeah, some so other you, ID, I guess. You, you hand them all that stuff. They kind of uh, tell you where to go. It's really quick. My appointment was at twelve forty. I got jabbed at twelve thirty five, and I was out of there at twelve fifty. Like it was pretty pretty quickly. I picked up my phone at like 12. It was like 1234 and I knew you were going in at 1240 and I was going to be like, oh, don't get scared now. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you had already been <laughs> jabbed. I saw on Instagram like yeah. one minute later. I'm like, yeah. oh, he's already got his vaccination. What the hell? Yeah, it's really quick. That's what my wife said, too. She went uh, well, you went yesterday. So she went a couple days ago and in and out in yeah. 15 minutes. She said the longest part was when you got to wait 15 minutes yeah. afterwards to see if your head explodes. Yeah, that's literally the, that's they give you a little sticker that has the time of when you got jabbed. And they're like, wait here 15 minutes after this and then you're good to go. If you feel sick, let us know. But uh, no, you just wait and out, out you go. It's really quick, really easy. Um, yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's Man, it, it, it actually feels like, dude, we've been in this pandemic, obviously, for a really long time. 15 and months. getting that shot yesterday actually, like, I mean, it made, you, made me feel like a little emotional. It was like, oh, my God, you know, it was the first step out of this thing. It was like, okay, we're we're getting there. We're getting somewhere. Getting that shot yesterday made me feel like we're, you know, we're we're almost there. Yeah, we're I mean it's it's there. a step in the right direction. Absolutely. It's better it's more of a step than we've ever had in this pandemic. Yeah, it's it's some optimism. I, sure, I definitely see exactly. that. Now, I have a question for you because okay. um another friend of mine brought this up in a chat yesterday. Because, uh, you know, again, being that age, almost forty, we got pretty much everyone I know is is all lined up and ready to go. Yeah. Um, why don't they let you take pictures inside? I don't know. Do they not? Apparently not. I took a picture inside. You did? Yeah. Oh, well, you're... you're... I'm not supposed to? No. Oh, they... Uh, I didn't Apparently see... not. But well, again, you went to a pop-up, I've, though. But I've seen... Because I've seen the shots of people actually getting it. Pat oh, Neufeld. Sorry. Um, you can't take a picture of yourself getting the needle, I believe, is what I was told. 
And, and this is why I ask, because you've been in it. You've been in there um, going. It's almost like an airport security line or something like that with sort of a post-apocalyptic feel with all like the stalls, you know, like you just kind of roll you're literally, up. You're literally sitting like we were just in a line. It's a line of chairs. And, and yeah. the, the person who, who's doing the shots just comes down the line and shoots. So are you guys like on. making jokes in line? Like, are you guys, are you chatting to other people? No, I, no, no, I wasn't chatting. You're, you're a friend. Oh guy. God, you're going to be chatting to everybody oh, yeah. today. So, hey, come here often. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? So this is the sound of mice. Okay. Mating? This is the sound of uh, millions and millions of mice. Okay, so uh, that, that's a that's what a million mice well, that's, like. That's, that's a few mice. Okay, it's a few mice. Okay. Um, I told you before I don't like mice. I had the most infestation in my apartment. Right. Uh, right. I had rodents living in my car last year. Remember that? I had to get that the whole thing all sorted out because oh, they were yeah. in my uh, filters. Squirrels, mice. I don't know what it was, but they were. Sorry. I don't like. I don't like rodents. I don't like that kind of. stuff. I don't know many people that do. Some people have those pets and stuff, though, man. Yeah. Like, some people must like them. True. Right? There is an actual mouse plague going on in Australia right now. It's been happening for a couple months. Apparently, this is something that happens in Australia every five to ten years. Cyclical. Um, and so they're like the farmers are being really affected by this because they're just eating up all, like, crops, all, a bunch of, you know, all their stuff. Um, there's, like, 20 million mice which is like more of a population than some of their, their big cities mm-hmm. um, that are just, there's a video I just tweeted out from our city account of mice had gotten into this silo on this farm and, you know, get up all the grain and all whatever was in there. And so the, the farmer's like cleaning it out and he's shooting out of his silo and all that's falling is like dead mice. Like it's raining dead mice. You put this up now. I put this up on our Twitter account. You should go check it out. It's disgusting. It's mice falling. Some of them are alive because as soon as they hit the ground, you'll see them scatter. Some of them are dead and they just land in a huge pile. And this is something that's actually affecting a lot of people in Australia right now because obviously mice taking over, not, not really a good thing. No, no. You don't want uh, your 12 grain cereal showing up with a bunch of little oh, uh, even Mickey say Mouse that. turds. Oh, man, I get like, like the heebie-jeebies when I think of this stuff, like the shivers. Well, you know, they could do what they do in Chicago. Um, Chicago, basically, they uh, like the city. Yeah. From their animal shelter, thousands of cats, feral cats they have. Right? Okay. And you know what they do? They just let them roam the streets and they take care of them all. Like, do they have a big mouse problem in yeah. Chicago? Yeah. Uh, Chicago is one of the rattiest cities, like like rats. Okay. So, so not necessarily mice, but I mean, you get the idea. Same, Same thing. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Absolutely. Disgusting um, little creatures. So yeah. they have released thousands of, of cats just, in, in Chicago. And the cats take care of business for them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't pay Orkin to come and, and set up a bunch of traps all over the city. They right. just straight up, right. you know, come out and, uh, you know, just just the cats eat them all. I get to a certain point. That's going to help you. But when you have 20 million mice running around your streets, running around your farms, need more cats, I get 20 million cats and see what they can do. It's disgusting, <laughs> man. I could not imagine living there dealing with all this rat infestation. I know. Infestation. But, but think of the freedom that they have in Australia right now. Think of the weather in the beaches <laughs> yeah. and the, the hot accents on the chicks. <laughs> I'll take mice all day. What's in the bag? Ah, yeah. yeah. 762-555 is our number to text, by the way. If you want to play along that away uh, for what's in the bag today, uh, you can also call us, and we would prefer that at 780-CITY-780-2484. Up for grabs today, Turnbull. We have a $100 ticket for the Wayway C. Capital Wolverines Junior A Hockey Club First Nations Rink to Riches Lottery. This is your chance to get in to win $170,000 cash. 
Uh, there's more details available at waywaycash.com, but we're giving away one of these $100 lottery tickets. Yeah, we are. So what's in the bag? 780 City. Uh, I've got an item. I have placed it in a bag. A very big bag today. It's a Glad garbage bag. Ah, the old Glad. One of a, a two-ply. You see some people using these to fill uh, fill up with gas mm-hmm. in the United States right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I have one here. Not full of gas, but it is full of another item. We'll just... One item. Hey, good morning. What's in the bag? Hockey cards. No, it's not hockey cards, but it is hockey related today. Thank you. What's in the bag this morning? Hey, I got a guess. Yeah. By the way, the Jets are bulls. We'll get into that later. Okay. Anyways, uh, the bag today is a jersey, hockey jersey. No, it's uh, not a hockey jersey. It was the other day. Yeah, the other day was a hockey jersey. Line yeah. line jersey. Not today, though. Good morning. Uh, hockey puck. No, it's not a puck. Uh, okay, I'll say this. Um, it also has a component that is black and rubber. Hmm. Black uh, and rubber. Mouth. A what? Guard. Mouth guard? Oh. No, it's it's not a mouth guard. Uh, think of something that Turnbull sniffs anytime he's around the locker room. It's a jock strap. Yeah, <laughs> it's a jock strap. How did you know? How did you know? How did you know? I love you, script. dirty dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> can I get an autograph, boys? <laughs> hey, man, can I get a selfie? Uh, yeah, that's basically me. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I work for the moose? Because <laughs> I like to. <laughs> no, I don't care about hockey. I just want autographs. <laughs> I just have all these AHL hockey cards uh. that need to be signed. <laughs> hey, what's your name, pal? Uh, it's Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, you ever, uh, did you ever play hockey? Uh, you know what? I didn't. Not really? a hockey player, but I watch a lot of it. Okay, so a uh, question for you then. Um, when you go hang out with your friends and, and you know, there's some guys that play hockey, um, do you ever uh, take your friend's uh, jockstrap and put it on your face like your Darth Vader and go... <laughs> Every Friday night. Ah, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh, it's a trick question. You're not supposed to be gathering with your friends right now. Ah! Burn, <laughs> Paul, we, what's your address? We're sending the authorities over right now. I don't think you know this about me, TJ, but back in uh, 2004, I believe it was, mm-hmm. one Dave Turnbull was once a uh, star defensive back for the St. James Rods football team. Yeah, that's where they always put the kids that had no hand-eye coordination. Basically, defensive backs are kids that can't catch. It is that's true because they yeah. ask you uh, during the tri- uh, like the you know the, your tryouts or whatever yeah, it is what position yeah. you want, and I said receiver, and then I, I was defensive back. I was yeah. like, well, that means I can't catch. Yeah, I played football. I, uh, Did you? Yeah, yeah, and even in high school. I was like, hey, don't don't kid yourself. I had a little cup of coffee as the backup quarterback for the Kelvin Clippers. <laughs> the backup behind, quarterback. Behind Tim Hortle. Never okay? sees any of the field. It, no, never. No. I held a clipboard <laughs> like a son of a gun. I, yeah. I, I, I almost got into one game because we were losing to Grant Park, and Coach Norm looked at me, and he said, yeah, you're not ready. No, <laughs> <laughs> you, but, must, you didn't play another position too. Like you should no, leave it. No, they, no, no, no. Um, but I, uh, cause I played, I, I was a running back, uh, for the Crescentwood Grizzlies when I was a kid, pop Warner style. Okay. So I kind of like worked, you know, I worked that angle a little bit, uh, tried to be running back, but I wasn't fast. Like, yeah. I, you know, like I wasn't, I mean, I'm, I wasn't slow, but I wasn't like running for, I was running like four seven forties at the just, time it's weird it's that, funny to think of me as an athlete i know because i'm old and fat now and gross no, but I know. also that that you're you're i mean because the football equipment's pretty expensive so they would have paid for this, <laughs> the football equipment for you to literally not see the field once yeah. because you were the backup quarterback sometimes i didn't even put the shoulder pads on <laughs> i, I would just carry him well yeah and i just wanted to wear the jersey around the hallways and, and wheel chicks in high school man that's, how that's, old were you when you started football uh we were 10 
Yeah, 10 so, years old. Yeah, so a bunch of us got together. First year, Pop Warner um, at Crescent Wood. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, buddy of mine, Ryan Soroka, was the coach. Like, we're friends now, but it's just, he was he was a coach at the time. We had this other guy, Scott Coffee. Yeah. Uh, if anybody played Crescent Wood Grizzlies, they, they know these names because these guys were their coaches for, like, I don't know, a, d- a decade, it yeah, seems yeah. like. Yeah, it was, it was just, you know, everyone was trying something new, and football seemed to be, like, it was pretty hot because there was the Gerald Wilcox football camp right. that was a big thing. The Bombers were, were a big ticket. Matt Dunnigan, like, this was around 94, 95, sure. right? Yeah. So yeah. the Bombers were were humming along. They just won a bunch of gray cups, so football was cool in Winnipeg. Yeah, there's a, um, a, a this video that's going around, um, and it's from the States. I hope these coaches got fired, man, because these kids – they can't be any older than, I mean, I would even guess they were younger than 10, but maybe let's say they're around your age when you were 10. Okay? And they start younger in the States too. Sure. Football's huge, obviously, as yeah. we know down there, right? The Friday Night Lights, high school football, like it's big. High school football and college football are sometimes even bigger than, huge. you know, professional football. And uh, there's this video of these two kids doing a drill and it's obviously, a, you know, a tackling drill. So they got the running back and they've got the defensive back or the linebacker or whatever he is. And on the whistle, go and, you know, you got to try to tackle this guy with the ball carrier. And... I'll play you the audio from it. So that thump that you hear is literally there's uh, I tweeted the, the, the video out. You can watch for yourself. But the thump that you hear is literally the running back putting his head down and cranking this little kid. He's like I said, 10 years old. Maybe I'll give yeah. him 10. He's tiny. Gets absolutely cranked, almost like flips backwards and falls down and like with everything we know about football injuries cte you know brain injuries all this stuff and they're starting these kids in this football drill at this age doing something as dangerous as this it's baffling to me yeah i used to hate it they used to put the bags on either side and maybe not when i was 10 but like at the high school level and again when i first when i first jumped on on board there uh grade nine and kelvin won the provincial championship with your buddy steve Payne. oh yeah yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. so yeah. so painter and, and a bunch of these guys who are like literally men yeah they were men and yeah. i was in grade nine i was a pinner and they'd be like okay young guy mm-hmm. straddle this bag and basically let this guy who's 240 pounds a man just come and destroy you and it's like yeah this will toughen you up <laughs> there was this one drill that i absolutely hate because i as a defensive back i mean i hope i could tackle but i couldn't but they didn't throw the ball even when you were playing exactly back. And, that's, yeah. and that's true too so right? it was the most boring position but there was this one drill where they, where they would get one guy in the middle and everyone else is in a circle, oh, and yeah, the coach the would call a number, right? And then yeah. if you're number 26, then 26 would come and run at the guy in the middle of the circle, and the guy had to try to, like, defend him off, whatever, right? And I would, like, I was so petrified they were going to call my number because <laughs> I did not want to be the guy to just get absolutely tuned up in the middle of the circle in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I wonder if, if you played any, uh, any like, minor league, or not, not, minor, not league, minor league, but, but, but yeah. just minors, uh, you know, kid, uh, kid-aged football what was one of those drills that that because and even hockey like there there would always be a drill that you just knew that you weren't good at or you didn't want to do it like yeah. like for some kids it'd be like crossing over their right hand like your their right foot right you know right. so you'd have to do like the circles and you'd know it was like your crappy foot and you're like oh i'm gonna fall yeah um but i mean football i mean you just knew you were getting hurt Absolutely. like that's at the end of the day it wasn't like i'm gonna be embarrassed because i don't have the skill it's like dude i'm going to just try and lower my head into some guy's chin and knock him out <laughs> So that one season that I played, one season, yeah. defensive back of the St. James Rods, my stats finished. I did have an interception, which was pretty cool, but I also had one tackle. It was against the punter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What what jersey number were you, by the way? 82. Did they retire that? <laughs> Dang yeah. it. 
You know, one cool thing to come away from this epic dryness is the Red River Bank in South Osborne at the end of Mulvey Avenue. I read about this yesterday. So if you take a stroll down there, obviously the the river banks have receded quite a bit, and you can see this uh, shimmering of colors of turquoise and tawny bottles everywhere, Uh, empty ones. Some ceramic jugs, and not just empty bottles from uh, the people who now live at our radio station. Man, that guy scared me. Yeah, we actually have vagrants like pressing up against the the window here right now, but that's okay. We'll just carry on. Uh, <laughs> this is more of a B and E situation at this point. <laughs> like, are we being held hostage? Here? On I don't here. know. One guy was eating peaches and licking the window. <laughs> like, and that chick was like. Get your hands out of there. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why does this happen? We're trying to do very serious news here. Seriously. Is that like, are they smoking meth in there? Is that what this is? She's got utensils out. I don't know what's going on. Uh, It's a spoon. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Awesome. Anyway, great story. Um, (laughs) Ruined by the vagrants. (laughs) Our new roommates. The guy scared the crap out of me. I know. It's, well, he's licking the window. I mean, it's it's a little distracting to say the what least. What is going on here? Who's in charge of this building? I, I, at this point, they are. <laughs> <laughs> we used to work for 921 City. We now work for these people. They have been here for over a week now, and they just refuse to leave. No, yeah, they live here. When the one guy took a dump in the planter the other day, <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, yeah, no, this is no longer our property. We do not... No. Uh, Does anybody have like a, a really long stick that they could just come and like poke? We need something. People to just move them on a little yeah. bit. Well, I mean, like I can ha- I can handle people, you know, if they need warmth and stuff yeah, like that. Like if this was in the middle of the winter. Yeah, sure. Take a snooze. But now it's just getting to the point where I can't even tell stories about no. this old brewery from the <laughs> 1870s. You know what? <laughs> Maybe that's for the better. <laughs> Maybe the story wasn't that good. Winnipeg history can wait because history is being made here. That's right. By the vagrants taking over. I said take a snooze, not snoots. (laughs) I said take a snooze, not pass around a bottle of booze. (laughs) Now, before you go listening to your Facebook friend who did one semester of sociology at U of W and thinks that they're a lawyer, um, just listen to this little piece of info. You know how... Uh, there have been all these cries from people who are on the on the sort of outlier side of following the law and the restrictions and the rules, right? There are people that, that still choose to gather and, mm-hmm. and will still break the rules no matter what, uh, not wearing a mask or, or whatever it is, right? And protest. And now right. uh, there are fines that will get handed down. Um, and then you see these people that are like, well, that's against the uh, the Constitution. Human rights are violated, man. The, the constitutional rights, well, step one, um, identify that we don't have a constitution in Canada. It's called a charter of rights. It's just different. My con- my Fifth Amendment, dude. And it's like, what, am- what are you talking about? Like, what? dude, why are you posting about this? You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Pick up a book. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is... Uh, If you're going to break the rules, prepare to get fined. And this hasn't happened here yet. But as a cautionary tale, in BC, you know what they're doing. Everybody that's got these COVID-19 fines, whether it's for not wearing a mask or whether it's for uh, holding gatherings, uh, whatever, right? There are some Mm. people that refuse to pay. Well, guess what? Now in BC, the government is making amendments. You talk about your amendments. They have now made amendments to the Motor Vehicle Act, and they will refuse to issue 
your driver's license to you, which is going to come up for renewal at some point in the next year until you pay your COVID-19 fines. Really? And they will send you to collections, which will then affect your credit rating. So while you're a big wise guy and you're chirping off to some guy who's just trying to do his job in a neon vest and say, hey, guys, don't have this gathering because I, I feel like, you know, I've got a couple of buddies that are cops and, and my one buddy says, he's like, look, he's like, I've been to a few situations where there have been people gathering and you know what he's like if you're willing to just break up the the group and whatever he's yeah. like and just be reasonable and not not be an a-hole you know i'm not gonna write you a ticket but he's like i've had to do it a couple times he's like it doesn't make me feel good i don't no. want to do this but also I, I don't want to be put in the position to make that decision to right. write you the 1400 1500 ticket right or like you see the videos of people being like well i don't have to it's against my constitution mm-hmm. it's against my rights I'm, I'm glad to see that they're that they're doing something about it because i know that all the fines that were issued issued in Manitoba over the last year or whatever it's been, um, like it's a small percentage of which has actually been paid because yeah. a lot of them are trying to wait to go to court with sure. them and fight them and all this all this other stuff, right? Yeah. Wait, fight uh, based on 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 the time uh, and the and the the clog that you're going to put on the court system. I mean, to to pay the fine yeah. um, and, and even just getting it resolved. There's no guarantee. So now you're paying probably in legal fees. You're probably going. I mean, oh, you know what though? I shouldn't even say legal fees because most of these people are people that think they're smart enough to defend <laughs> themselves. But I mean, all you're doing is wasting everybody's time here yeah and i know that's not a you know super popular thing to say with with that group of folks that that believe that that they are smarter than authorities and and science really um but what i'm saying is if you're thinking about going to a gathering that is going to be large and whatever and you could potentially get a fine don't think that the rest of the provinces aren't going to see what bc is doing and they're like well okay like we got to get this money out of these people somehow and a lot of it's going to go back in towards the fight against covid right somehow to me like i I have i know people who don't necessarily agree with the restrictions or don't necessarily believe in them or whatever but they still abide by them because right now that's the law and that's the way to do it right sure they're going to complain about it every time every chance they get but at least they're not you know getting together to i've never going to wear a mask i'm never gonna whatever the case is right like just it's really again i've said this multiple times like we have to wear a mask when we go into a public place like it's not the end of the world like there's people that that wear masks in the hospitals for eight hour shifts 12 hour shifts whatever it is right like it's a big f you to people that that have been giving up their time and their lives uh for the fight against covid19 when you when you go and parade around and kind of shove it in their face right so um again and and this is happening in bc but you got to think that if if the minister of public safety and the solicitor general are making amendments to um their rules and regs there uh you know again now now this is just so silly right because you're gonna fight the ticket okay you're gonna fight it now you don't get your license uh you're now you're mm-hmm. driving around on a suspended license oh i'm gonna fight that because it's a whole yeah, thing it's like yeah, yeah. dude look i'm i will say that i fall into that category of people like you turbo and and i know this isn't a, a smart thing to say but i like i don't love the restrictions right this may shock you i don't love the restrictions no i'm not out you're vocal t- about it too yeah i don't yeah, i think yeah. it, you know at, at some points along the way um, I feel that that small groups of people have made everything crappier for everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's like the the one bad apple kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And there's more than one bad apple. There's 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 a bunch of people that just don't want to follow the rules and and are blatant about it. Um, that's not to say that um, you know I I'm just championing the government and the health regs and whatever, but I do understand it, and I'm not going to try and skirt the rules blatantly, right? To, to prove a point, exactly. Yeah. Right to to try and show that I'm that I'm smarter and I'm not gonna like I don't I'm not into the, I'm not into that fight man no no I'm just not that's exhausting to me it's all been exhausting seriously you know like so I think just the quicker we get past this 
I mean, I guess it's been good, too, because you can totally see people who are on your Facebook. You know, you're just like, wow, I, I don't need you in my life anymore. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> awesome. Meanwhile, we're all in a group chat being like, man, you see what this bozo's talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> okay, on the fandom scale, okay, we're talking being sports fans. On the fandom scale, being that guy who has tattoo of his favorite team on his body yeah. is probably number one. You've got guy who wears a jersey and isn't going to a game. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's got to be right up there. You've got guy who has um, basement fully dedicated to the team that he or yeah. she loves. Walls painted. Yeah. Jerseys hanging. Yeah. And, and, and jerseys hanging on, on in frames. On in frames because on hangers, that's not really a fan. No, no, no. that's a single guy who's twenty two years old <laughs> yeah. who likes sports. That's on the fandom scale. That's not love. Yeah, it's like when you when you truly spend most of your money going to games, loving the team. Now on that fandom scale, is there a fan, a super fan, fanatic that we're missing? Seven six two triple five, or if you want to leave us a message on the bone phone, seven eighty bone seven eighty twenty six sixty three. We're just making some rankings here of, of fans because I saw a, a fan yesterday driving and I I was like, wow, gee, that, that, that's kind of top five. Was he driving, wearing a jersey while he was driving? No. Oh, okay. No, he had uh, multiple car flags. Winnipeg Jets. Multiple? Yeah. Like it, it was, he had four. Okay. One on every window of his vehicle. Huh. That seemed like a lot. Car flags. Yeah, car flags. That's still a thing. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, it, as far as fans go, that is just, uh, uh, that is up there. I we I remember, like, as a kid, my dad had a had a bomber car flag on our on our uh, Dodge Caravan. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I haven't seen a car flag being uh, driven around in a long time. Yeah, I think, okay, here, Texter in fact, 615. I think, sorry, I think that my dad took that car flag and put it on his truck when he would drive, buys and transport. Oh, really? He yeah. would take it on the road with I think him. he would take it on the road and he'd let, that flag, let his freak flag fly, man. Yeah, let that bomber freak flag fly, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, another fan here. Shirtless guy wearing body-painted games. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, that's one. That's a big fan. Anytime you're willing to not wear a shirt mm-hmm. in public mm-hmm. is, is uh, shows dedication to the cause. Right. It's usually the guys with the big barrels, too. Oh, yeah. The they gotta boy? Be, they got to be the O in bomber, always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big blob. <laughs> Um, okay, so guy driving vehicle with four flags on it. Does that crack the top five sports fan? Four flags? Like, why do you need that many flags, man? Just get the one flag. We get we get the point. You're a, you're a fan. You know, you got the one flag flying. Yeah, but if you only have one flag, are you just like casual fan? Like, like how will people know that you love the Winnipeg Jets and the Jets I mean, are going to the playoffs? Because you've got a flag. Like, I feel like that should be that should be it. You've got the, you've got a flag. Oh yeah, this guy's a this guy's a huge Jets fan. He's going to put a flag on his car. What do you have four? Mm-hmm. It's a little excessive. Like one on every window. It was a sedan. Like I want to say it was like a Ford Taurus. Right. Right. You know, it was, it was the Jets Ford Taurus. Cause I, I mean, I've seen people paint their vehicles colors, but usually it's like an old beater. This was like a, you know, I'm going to say a 2016 model. Okay. What about, we forgot one. What about uh personalized license plate? That's got like bomber fan or Jets fan. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, right? there's two different personalized license plate fans. You've got um, the guy who just gets the bomber plate. 
the right, bomber just, plate yeah, or the Jets regular, plate. Regular That's plate. regular fan. Yeah. But then to go the next level and have a regular license plate yes. that is BMBRFN, yeah, bomber exactly. fan. Yeah, yeah. Or That's go a, Jets go. I've seen that before. Yeah, that guy's probably listening right now. Like, hey, man. Yeah, hey, man. Stop talking about my four flags in my car. Hey, man, you calling me out? Okay, <laughs> four flag guy. 762 Where does he fit in to the scale, the, the ladder of Jets fan as the Jets make their push to go into the playoffs? Um, and I don't Like, that's a fan. That's, it's, a, it's an excessive. Uh, it's I would, excessive. I would not. I don't know. I, I like the team, but I just don't think I would spend the 10 bucks on a flag. Well, what if they're free? What if they're given to them on a game or something? Still, I'd probably lose it after the game because I'd be going to the bar after. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't need a stupid flag. <laughs> so we're just talking about fans and the different kinds of uh, sports fans and the fans that, uh, you know, go all out. All out. All like out. all out. Body paint, everything. The, uh, yeah, seven six two triple five. if you want to. The big reach head, out. What are they called? Big heads? Those like giant uh, like stickers that you put on your wall? I think they're called big heads. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, like I know what you're saying. Yeah, just yeah, blow yeah, up yeah. somebody's head. Not like the No, I think sense. it's I don't even think it's like, like that. I think it's like uh like a, a, a bomber helmet or something and it just gets blown up. I think the company is called Big Head maybe. Oh. Yeah. Is that like the big head. line A where they stand? Remember the street parties last year or two years ago? I think that's that just was? somebody that just you know prints that off and then make blows it up himself. Oh, okay. So so then what's this big head thing? It's like a, it's like a decal. Oh, it's like a decal. I've not heard of this. I think it's a thing. I'm not a fan. Yeah, you apparently. <laughs> Jeez, you've only got one flag on your car. Oh, yeah, right. I would never. I, I just, I would never do that. Like I saw this guy. I'm driving down Portage Avenue. He's got four Jets flags, one in each window. That is commitment because you know how warm it's been over the last little bit. I like to roll the windows down. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, yeah. That's commitment to using air conditioning when it's only 16 degrees out because <laughs> you can't roll your window down or else you'll lose that $9 flag from Canadian Tire. Um, you've got uh, all kinds of all kinds of different fans, though. Uh, some coming in here, 762555 bandwagon fans. You've got the bandwagon dude that's like just, you know, uh, Jets make it to the second round of the playoffs. Like he's a skeptic all season long, mm-hmm. says they're not that good, thinks they should trade line A. And then when they get oh, to the second round familiar. of the playoffs, <laughs> oh. you've got the, uh, okay. So you've got the, Oh, the, the uh, chameleon fan. What's that? Who just kind of uh, never really identifies with, with the team. And then like when, when another team's doing well, they're like, Oh yeah, I've always liked Anaheim or like, you know, like just, yeah. just, they kind of blend in yeah. with their surroundings. I will do this sometimes when I'm traveling to go to games. Um, cause, cause I will like, I'll go watch a couple teams play in, in Tennessee or that something. You have like no that. allegiance to or something. Exactly. Right. Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I went to a game with my buddy Dylan O'Connor a couple years ago and, uh, we just became Titans fans for the day. It right. was like, we just put on a shirt and had the towel. See, that's good. I like that you yeah. did that though. Chameleon you kind of, fan. You, yeah, you kind of embraced it, right? You're yeah. uh, you, you have no allegiance to anybody, but you're at the home stadium. You might as well just kind of get involved a little bit. Um, what about the, uh, oh, the transplanter, right? That's basically like a fan. Uh, oh, yeah. The transplanter would be the equivalent of uh, a dude who just U-hauls in from, from Calgary. He was working in Cowtown. Very similar to the, the chameleon fan. But the transplanter, as soon as he, he unpacks his, his clothes in his closet and hangs them up, goes right down a sport check, gets a gesture. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a Jets fan now. Right, like immediately just drops the allegiance that he had. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was right. probably a huge Flames fan, probably right. had a big uh, like foam finger or something yeah. like that. Oh, we never talked about the foam finger, by the way. Foam finger guy. Foam finger guy. That's a big one. Foam, foam finger, finger guy, guy is, is actually a pretty good... 
<laughs> that's a pretty good fan because yeah. it's commitment because you really only have one hand free <laughs> for the yeah for the rest of the game for the for game sure. yeah because yeah, yeah, if you're willing to make that commitment as yeah. a fan you can't take that finger off no and your hands all sweaty yeah, there. have yeah. you ever had a foam finger on for any length of time i haven't but i have had one of those uh the the cup holder fists you know the fists oh yeah see very impractical like they're like a hulk fist my kids like yeah. yeah but it holds your beer that's that's what they're there for yeah and they got your your team's decal on them right so yeah. <laughs> oh this is a fan here <laughs> I have a jersey with my own last name and my birth year on it that I only wear on game days. What level of fandom is that? See, like having your own name on a jersey, I, I never, I don't like that one. You don't? No, I don't See, like I that got, move. I got one. I've got one. I have one from when I worked for the Bombers. Yeah, I, that's different though, because that was given to you. Yeah, that was given. Yeah. I made the I made the conscious you decision. You went to the store and got them to iron on T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L? Yeah, I did. What number? 13. Like, what are you it's a half jersey because I made the conscious decision that, you know, you play players, they get traded, they get whatever. And then you got to get all that stuff. And get a like, new you jersey. Know, you know, who will never get traded. You. Dave Turnbull. Was it was the year 2013 when you is this like no, a, an like eight year old jersey? It's my number. I got the C on it, too. You're the captain. <laughs> of course. You're the hypothetical of captain. Of, of course I am. And you wear that on public. <laughs> I can't believe that I gave you my Jets tickets against the Habs. Is that what you were wearing? Absolutely, baby. I, I was sitting up in the nosebleeds. I got Turnbull these great seats in row five from my buddy Dave. Yeah, yeah. And, and I said, I was like, oh, hey, Turnbull. And I'm waving to him from the upper deck. I'm like, enjoy the game because I know he loves the Habs so much. If I would have known that there was a 13 and Turnbull on the back of that jersey, I would have reneged those tickets. The uh, coolest guy. In Winnipeg media, check that international media. He's a superstar. Man, saw you on TV the other night standing beside Ken Weeb. I, I don't think I've ever seen Ken Weeb in person. Is he like five foot one? Because I know I know you're like around my height. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm six feet, so I think Ken's probably around five ten. I'm guessing. What? I said yeah. to Turnbull, I was like, why does he look so small yeah. in comparison? <laughs> Hey man, it's it's beefcake. It's that's what it is. The beefcake shows up, and yeah. I thought uh, maybe you were wearing lifts in your shoes or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet. Just uh, our, our favorite uh, time of the week here. Um, I wanted to play this for you because I know you have been in positions where you have asked questions to hockey players, hockey guys, sometimes not necessarily giving you the best uh, answers, but, uh, you know, hey, you work with what, what, you, what you're given. Um, Eric Francis, one of our counterparts who works in uh, Calgary, just uh, got lit by uh, which one of the sudden? Brian? Uh, no, Daryl. 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 Yeah, yeah. Daryl Sutter. Daryl, as an Albertan, uh, how unique a situation is it that your fate for the next two, you know, two of the next three nights rests in the hands of the Oilers? Because I'm from Alberta. Well, how unique a situation is? Well, it I guess if I was, I guess if I was from Saskatchewan, it would make a difference, but it doesn't really matter to me. Don't you, the irony of uh, you know Flames fans now having to cheer for the Oilers is that. Uh, that lost on you? <laughs> well, I think there's lots of people that cheer for Connor McDavid. I do too. So when you're in that position, you're asking these guys, especially Sutter, have you ever had a run-in with him? If these guys aren't giving you much, what what do you do as the interviewer? Oh, geez. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is uh, you know, a lot of the people that you talk to, uh, there's a lot of smart people who, who, who play hockey and coach hockey, especially coach hockey. Um, and if they're going to give you nothing, if they want to give you nothing, 
you're going to get nothing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I mean, I guess you can try. Clearly, that what he's going there for is the Battle of Alberta stuff. Mm-hmm. That's usually yeah. very fertile ground, right? People love to talk about the Battle of Alberta, and people from Alberta especially love to talk about the Battle from Alberta. So, I mean, Eric, who's a guy that I respect, you know, 10 ways from Sunday, is going to a place where you would usually get a lot, and he's not getting it there from there, clearly. Things haven't gone well in Calgary. And, I mean, that's one of the things, that's one of the tricky parts about about covering a team that is not losing, and that's, or, excuse me, that is losing and underperforming, is people aren't in a good mood and they're not in a mood to talk. It's why Gene Principe, former CKND or someone oh, yeah, from baby. Winnipeg, knows and loves. I mean, this is a guy who's been covering a team that has struggled since the mid 2000s and he has to go out as you know their host night after night year after year Tough. when that team was gone and out of the playoffs by christmas time most often and he's got to keep it going and keep it keep it alive so you'll see Gino's one of the most creative guys out there uh and and he's he's needed it because he's covering a team that usually doesn't want to talk there's the questions that you got to ask are either "Why are you so terrible?" or <laughs> something else. And you know, hey, I mean, I get the "Why are you so terrible?" questions a lot, and I don't like to answer them either. You know. Yeah. Well, and I got to say, I mean, Principe, uh, all those years of working with really bad Oilers teams did wonders for his hair. <laughs> like, wow! <laughs> it just kept growing. It's like every time the team lost, he got another ringlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I can tell you this about Gino. He loves growing the hair. I think there's a certain <laughs> segment. So here, I'll let you in on a secret. I had like halfway down my back surfer hair when I was right after I graduated from high school. That doesn't surprise think, me at all. I think once you get that long hair fever, it never leaves you. So I think there's a lot of us during this pandemic who've used it as an excuse to say, oh, the barbershop's closed. Guess I gotta let the hair grow. <laughs> And it's funny because I ended up in the bubble in Edmonton last year and Gino was there and Gino had this amazing, amazing, you know, ringlets of oh. hair and it was just not quitting. And I think at some point he was finally told, okay, Gene, the dream is over. Get out and cut your hair. We don't care if you've got to do it with a steak knife. Principe, you're 60. Cut your hair, you hippie. <laughs> he, loves he loves growing that hair. It's great. It's glorious. Well, listen, pal, I know we're uh, we're kind of running behind here. So, uh, obviously, the Jets have uh, one final game uh, before the season is uh, has wrapped up. Uh, they're going into the playoffs limping real, real quick here. Uh, like, are they getting swept by the Coilers or what? Is Principe going to be uh, taking that $20 bet that you have with them? I don't think so. This team's been talking about manufacturing confidence. It's funny. I was blown away by how confident they seemed after that last win against a nothing burger Vancouver team that's tired and injured. This is a team that's able to get into its own head and try and bring out the best in itself and focus on the positives. I think it's going to be worth at least a couple wins against the Oilers. Not as much of a cakewalk as I think people were expecting the Oilers to have. All right, Sean. Thanks so much. Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet. We'll be watching for you uh, tomorrow night on the broadcast. Do you know when when the start date of that playoff uh, series is going to happen, by the way? Uh, I don't know a hundred percent. I think next Thursday, okay. I believe, but don't uh, don't take that to the bank. All right. Well, I hope it is next Thursday because that's when we're going to talk to you next, <laughs> a little bit earlier, so we can spend way more time on this. Oh, perfect, guys. All right, well, I've got all the time in the world. For you. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks buddy. See ya. The Bone Phone on, on Winnipeg's Rock Station, ninety-two-one City. 
All right. Yesterday we were making chainsaw noises <laughs> on the radio. Just a couple of grown men making chainsaw noises. Oh my god, man. You guys in this friggin' chainsaw got me thinking about the Simpsons movie, man. You guys gotta play that clip where uh, Homer sabotages the, the supply of water there and they put the dome over the city and the city finds out it was him and then they all show up at his door. He's just on the inside of his door pretending he's holding a chainsaw. Oh, I can't even do it, man. You gotta play that clip. That was the best chainsaw clip ever, guys. Watching that movie tonight. Uh, the Simpsons movie. I don't... Uh, what year was that? Uh, I want to say it was like 2010, somewhere around there. That long ago. Somewhere around there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over a giant sprinkly donut. It was just, yeah, it was just basically an extended Simpsons episode. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty good chainsaw noise by that guy. Yeah, that was, no, that was impressive. That was pretty good, yeah. He's, he's seen the movie, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> he's held the chainsaw before, I think. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, TJ, the Foo Fighters suck. Dave Grohl's a Hmm. All right, man. Okay. Well, teach his own. I'll You're entitled you. to that opinion. You know, it doesn't suck. Fresh off the press, boy. Yeah, boy. Big one. Yo, yo. Woke up with six pounds of sand in my eyes. I thought I was playing in sandbox Grand Beach style. Yeah, chips and pepper. Chips and pepper. Yeah, going up with my acid wash muscle shirt and my sex dress and my speedo. So, so keep your head up, never mind, never gonna give it up, never mind, give it away, WPG, like I'm pulling a rat on Higgins. Peace. Boner. Oh, man. That guy's good, eh? Yeah, his first one was better. I also have a question why he had to play just like a regular rock song in the background right. and not like some it's a beat. beats. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's very weird to hear him rap to some Dr. rock Dr. Dre song. was busy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Slim Dilly Dally G's got a bone. My number's down. I'm a jester and you're a clown. Oh. Thanks, Ooh. guys. Oh. The WPG loves you. Wow. Okay. Man, that guy is fuego. Yeah, we gotta get this guy mixtape. That guy must have a SoundCloud account. <laughs> that <laughs> is cool. I like that. You know what? If we could start some kind of rap battle, like Oh maybe, yeah. Like maybe the guy from Mood Rough could call in. Who? The guy from Mood Rough. You don't remember? Who? Mood Rough. What's that? Eli? Mood rough? No, does I nobody, don't know what you're talking about. He was a rap, He was like a, a Winnipeg rapper. They had a, they had a song on Much Music, and it was a big thing because I knew his brother Sandy. The group was called Mood Rough. Yeah, oh. yeah, and they lived on Cordon, right, right by Crescentwood okay. Community Center, and they would stand out on the porch and rap. Were they as good as Fresh IE? Who's that? Fresh? Come on, Fresh IE from Winnipeg. Like, like Freshy? No, it's Fresh IE. I used to drink Freshy. <laughs> no, Fresh IE. He had the he had the bomber song that. Blue, oh. gold, thunder, lightning. Wow. Beautiful, sunny day. Beautiful breeze coming off the dump in South Point. Nice stink. Yeah. I, I can never live down there, man, in that area. It's stanky. Hey, man. It's stanky. They are building right to the perimeter right now. Oh, good. I mean, there are legitimately lots that are for sale, and some places already have construction begun. You must just get used to it at a certain point. I don't know. The smell? I don't know. Like, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I'm pretty nose sensitive. Yeah. Like, when I drive, like, on the perimeter right by the dump, like, it, you know, it's it smells for that good stretch. But that's maybe right you become there. nose blind, though. Like, like yeah, you. That's what like, I'm like, you and your BO. Like, you probably don't even notice. See, right. like, I, that's I, true. By the yeah. time the show's over at nine, I mean, I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. 
I could taste it. Mm. <laughs> you ever get that BO that that uh, smells like frogs? No. Like you ever smell a frog? I think everybody's BO smells different. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But but I'm saying that you, once in a while you get that real ripe frog smell. I don't think I've smelled a frog. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, got your weekend planned now. <laughs> Our Canadian government, Manitoba government, all of them, I don't care what the right thing you wing left me, whatever, I don't care. All of them need to figure out how to fix the potholes. Montana, Wisconsin, the, the Dakotas, Michigan, all these places have the exact same weather that we have here in southern Manitoba. And somehow they managed to build roads that are airport quality, like like runway quality, uh, but we can't figure it out here. The phone. Call 204 780 phone. 780 2663. 92 City. Winnipeg's rock station. Pretty funny talking about uh, in the bone phone. We got this guy that, that always calls up and, and raps for us, and it's sweet. Like, it's there's nothing better than a guy freestyle rapping on the bone phone. It's impressive, man. Honestly, I knew a guy, oh, yeah. uh, I used to work with a guy at a restaurant, and he was, uh, his name was Josh, and he was, he could just like freestyle about anything. And it was like, your mind's got to think pretty quickly to be able to catch those rhymes and all that yeah. stuff. You know, like it's, it's Especially cool. Especially with no beat. Oh, or was he I mean. doing the boom, No, no, no. No like beat. the mouth beats? He like, would just like, like just, he would just spit. He would just. Wow. Poof, he would there spit. Was. Yeah. Well, speaking of spit, I got a tweet here from uh, Dana Dana and she said, oh my gosh. She's like, thanks for the flashback. Rocket Ship by Mood Rough was one of my favorite songs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rocket Ships. I mean, this was this was cool. It didn't matter if you like rock or hip hop. It was like I was these were guys from your high this, school, man. right? I, I was expecting like some some more hardcore rap than like hip hop like this. It's all right. It's all right. It's not bad. It's all right. It's got a nice little summer day vibe. That's Spitz. That's see these Sorry, were just guys from Spitz. Spitz because he's spitting rhymes. Okay, presumably. Okay. Um, you know, like these these are just guys from your high school. I'm sure that that Winnipeg's one of these cities that at least one person from your high school was in a band that kind of had some success of some kind, whether it was just the local, local level scene or whatever. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah. it doesn't matter how old you are. Cause it, it doesn't have to be a rapper. I'm saying like, it could have been a hockey player or like you had somebody that had like a brush with the next level. You yeah. know, they were already kind of peeking out in high school and about to break <laughs> out about to pop off. And they for sure peaked in high school. That wow. Was, <laughs> that was them. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> This is Grammy nominated uh, Fresh IE, by the way, which I was mentioning. Okay. I've been blue and gold from Whoa. the days I was a youth. Watching CFL on TV with it rose was a truth. Now it's 2019. Michael Shea rallied the troops. Now we in the West final with them riders. What it do? Come on. Okay. How could that not pump you up for some bomber football right there? Well, I'm going to need something to get pumped up because it seems like such a pipe dream at this point. You know, the bombers actually coming back and people going to games is as big a pipe dream as me becoming a rapper and joining up with Death Row Records. Um, yeah, uh, this one's good here. Winnipeg rapper Pimp Doe. He was the janitor at my high school. <laughs> He's awesome. a janitor by day and a rapper by night. That's awesome. He's probably at the Pyramid Cabaret just like selling out the place, selling oh, CDs man. for 10 bucks. That's great. I do like these kind of stories, though. Oh, you know who else went to, uh, you know, who went to Kelvin that became a bit of a pop star? Uh, Mako Watson. 
Mako Watson. Either. She was in a band called Sugar Jones. Okay, Sugar Jones. They I had remember, a song yeah. called Days yeah. Like That, and it was like it was a, one of those prefab bands where they did a show on maybe CTV or something like that. And they prefabbed them. Yeah, I think. yeah, I think that's right. Man, Kelvin wasn't known for their music, right? Like that was they were. Neil a music Young school. went there. What are you but, talking? No, about? But, but what I'm saying is they oh. were in a music school, right? And no. yet, sports. Neil Young, Sugar Jones, Sugar Jones, you got Spitz. <laughs> like I mean, it's like the Hall of Fame oh. of Winnipeg music. And, and then that guy that's uh, he's a plumber in Victoria now. I see him on Facebook. He's also a rapper. Uh, Reese, of course he is. Reese Benoit. <laughs> He raps and he's like on the job site plumbing yeah. and, then, and then he like busts out. I think he goes by uh, DJ Winnipeg Jets or something like that. Like he's very Winnipeg centric. Yeah. It's yeah. a very Winnipeg thing oh, man. to know I, a guy that, that tried to at least break out on the sure. rap scene. Yeah, yeah. Or the yeah. rock scene. Or the rock but see, scene. Because when you think you go back to like 1978 and, and bands like Harlequin breaking out. You know, sort of that that mid to late seventies. It's just it was just different era, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm talking, like mm-hmm. I you know I, t- I talk about what I know about, and that's like the nineties. You know, and that that was a time when like you know after the grunge movement, music got really crappy. <laughs> like it, it it really did. Like yeah, your your rock was, was like the Gin Blossoms and Matchbox Twenties and crap like that, right? And then obviously the Foo Fighters come out sort of ninety five, ninety six, and carry it, but they're not huge. Like the the color and the shape don't come out. To, it doesn't come out till like ninety seven. Mm-hmm. And at that time, then you've got the Backstreet Boys and the Insyncs, the boy band Which movement. Which is a complete shift. It's a shift. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, it's it was one of those. Think about it this way: What are the chicks listening to? Right, they're listening to the mood rush. They're listening to the beats. Right, right. They're listening to the larger than lives. Mm-hmm. And when you're at the mm-hmm. party with the girls, man, you got to get them up on the floor. And I mean, <laughs> if you're spinning the tunes there, damn right you're gonna throw a little "Hit Me, Baby" one more time. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's very true. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody's, you know, 1998. Nobody's throwing on "Walk This Way" to be like, oh yeah, All come right. on, ladies, come on, ladies, stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the moms that are drinking yeah. upstairs are like, oh hey, I boys, love this song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tarps off, boys. Let's get in the pool. Good morning, City. Good morning, guys. Hey, old growler. What's up? How's up? Hey, uh, you guys are f***ing warped, you know. Why? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the old biddies upstairs rocking to the uh, Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. You like that one, eh? Took you back? Uh, I was, I'm listening to it. I cracked up laughing. I thought that was like... <laughs> Kind of funny. Yeah, we used to rock Aerosmith downstairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, back in 75 <laughs> when this song came out, you were just loving life, eh? Well, yeah, and we were stealing all the old bitty's booze. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But there were no chicks down hanging out. You guys were having a sausage party down there listening to Aerosmith. The Open Tech on 92.1 City. Winnipeg's rock station. For Prairie Summit Shop. Gear up for your summer adventure with clothing, footwear, or cap gear from the Prairie Summit Shop, Winnipeg. Seven six two triple five. That's pretty good. Open texts. Uh, we got uh, some messages here about famous people that you went to high school with, or, or people that are like on the fringe, even. Yeah, even like kinda. Doesn't have to be like famous. Just famous, like famous. I mean, more famous than than you, kind of a thing, right? Yeah, which doesn't take much. Like no. more famous than you, you mean? Yeah, or me? Yeah, both me. of us. Yeah, combined. Oh man, some guy was smack talking me. I just got a call on the bone phone. Some guy was like, "Did you even go to Kelvin?" Man, the guys in Mood Rough would rap in the cafeteria. I'm like, no, I was, I was. The younger brother's age, his brother Sandy. Oh yeah, okay. I took uh, his brother Sandy, or was it the other brother? There was this, some, is this Spitz's brother? Spitz's brother, the the rapper, <laughs> Spitz. Yeah, Spitz. I, okay, so here's how I remember the story. We were at Bar I on Corden, uh, pick up a couple ladies, hop in the back of a cab, go out to this shaker out in Headingley. I'm like 18 years old, and uh, whatever's going on, just some funny business. And I guess the one buddy ended up. 
knocking up the the chick that night. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're still together, I think. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, so it's love happy story, ending. happy ending then. Love story. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they walked out of bar. I we kicked our other buddy out of the car because we're like, hey man, numbers aren't even here. Sorry. <laughs> Send him packing. <laughs> dropped him off, and, and that was it. Um, man, that is like I'm like one degree separation from Spitz's nephew, or like yeah, I was. Do you have any idea what Spitz is doing these days? Spitting. <laughs> I hope he's still spitting. Brent Fitz. That's that's a good one. You got Spitz and then you got Fitz. Brent Fitz. They should make it a power power duo. Spitz and Fitz. (laughs) And then DJ Blitz. (laughs) That's good. DJ Blitz went to my high school. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Who's this guy? Jordan David, solid Winnipeg rapper. Biff Naked, Beth Torbert. uh, Went to John Taylor. John Taylor Collegiate, yeah. Somebody here said they went to high school with uh, the Bare Naked Ladies, but they didn't (laughs) go to Sturgeon Creek like this indicates. No, Bare Naked Ladies are not from Winnipeg. They're from Ontario. Yeah. Like Scarborough Bluffs or something. Maybe he's thinking of Brad Roberts from uh, Crash Test Dummies. I think they went to Sturgeon. He went to Sturgeon Creek. (laughs) Same thing, though, right? Barenegade ladies, crash test dummies. Basically, yeah. they both had a song that was on Friends. That's beyond one. And then, and then the other one was a Peter Pumpkin Head. That was from Dumb and Dumber, if you recall. I that do was our crash test dummies. Yes. Big CanCon buff over here. <laughs> Man, oh, uh, my coworker went to school with Chantel Creviasi. Oh, there you go, Crevco baby. Oh, I know a guy that bought a hot tub off, off of Chantel Creviasi's pants. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Same thing. We are bringing same it thing. home today with open text. <laughs> this is like just, this is out of the park. This is local <laughs> connection. Went to high school with the guys from the band Lucid. They were on a local radio station compilation CD once upon a time. They were actually really good. Hmm. I don't know if I remember Lucid. No, I don't. Oh, you know who I ran into one time in Toronto? The guy who was on The Bachelor Canada, Mike Ogilvy. Okay. And he's in a band. They play death metal. Oh, I can't remember their name. He's in the band with a guy named John Bracken, who went to St. Paul's, who was terrifying. Okay. And 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 they played in a band, and it was a death metal, and then they... Uh, I met him before a Metallica show. I can sniff a Winnipegger out in a crowd of 50,000 yeah, people. Honest to God. I'm like, hey, man, you from Winnipeg? He's like, yep. Ogilvy, you don't say. You in that band? He's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, seven six two triple five. If you want to reach out to us about anything, anytime. But this has been uh, this has been pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> grown-ups who paint their faces are not fans. They're sad. Oh, <laughs> we're just talking about fans this morning, like fans. The different teams. levels of fans, right? Because yeah. you got the guys with the flags, you got the guys with just the jerseys, and you got the painted faces, guys. Um, oh, painted making bodies. fun of fans who wear jerseys. Nice one, Teach. Last I checked, you have a bunch of Line A discount bin jerseys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a Line A fan, but when the jerseys are four ninety nine yeah. at Hockey Life, yeah, I'm going to buy a couple. <laughs> you can unstitch them, put whatever you want on the I back. saw a guy with an unstitched Line A jersey walking downtown the other day, actually. It was just 29 Yeah, he was it? just rocking a blank 2-9. Wow. Just waiting for the next 2-9 show up on the team. Sure, it'll happen so at some it. point. <laughs> Line A will come back maybe at a discount. Uh, have you guys heard of the new hit song in Australia? It's raining mice. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's raining mice. That's gross. Mice. What a gross video that is. Yeah, go check it out at 921 City on Twitter. Man, Winnipeg is the biggest small town, and uh, I, I think we should all be really, really proud to be from here, which I think we are. But I know sometimes, you know, we, we dump on ourselves. And I think it's okay to dump on yourself, but just, you know, don't let other people dump on us. 
Okay. That's right. Because I will fight you. No, that's how it always is, right? Like, we're yeah, allowed no, to make fun true. of Winnipeg. Yeah, but, we're from but, here. What's your excuse? Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, some of these text messages are coming in. Like, I, I swear, you, you know, at least you're one degree separation from every single one of these names and these stories about whether it's like a local rapper or some dude. This is what I love about it so much. This is why coming back to Winnipeg like three years ago, was it was at the top of my priority list. Mm-hmm. So I can read text messages at 762 Like my high school music teacher was Bill Wallace, who was once the basis from the Guess Who. That's amazing. Like that's what I want. You're, you're not getting that working in big city Toronto radio. No, no. You, th- you think Toronto's like Darren Guthiel of Streetheart played the piano at my church. It's crazy. Right? Look at this. I went to Tech Vok with Paul McNair, who played with Harlequin and Streetheart. Yeah. I mean, those are two iconic Canadian bands. And old Paul McNair from Tech Vok, go Hornets. You know, <laughs> this guy was there. This guy was there. Yeah. I just I just circle back to, uh, you know, the, the janitor at the high school named Pimpto. Yes. <laughs> who, was, who was a rapper in the city. He used to try to sell CDs for $10 each, they said. Yeah. <laughs> at school while he was cleaning toilets. Exactly. Pimpto. <laughs> I wonder if they called him Pimpto in the hallways, to be honest. <laughs> Mr. Pimpto, at least? Yeah. Right? No, no, the janitor no. never gets Mr. No? No, he's like the one guy in school that you can call by his first it name. It is true. Tommy Powell, Silver Heights Collegiate. Tommy oh, yeah. Powell, legend, man. Yeah. This guy is the grumpiest man I've ever met in my they life. They all are, dude. They're, they're cleaning up kids' crap. Totally. Like they're putting up with a lot of... But Tommy Powell was a legend, man. Like I remember him like just like wailing on kids in the gymnasium when he saw balls around him <laughs> and stuff like that. Like He was, he was a legend. I love Tommy Powell. So Rest wait, in peace. Wasn't he... The backup guitar tech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for exactly. Street Heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's where he got the windmill from when he would whip the balls. At the, yeah. Well, it's eight fifty one. Hey, speaking of one degree separation, real quick here, um, we're like one degree. You know that guy that got punched in the head for the cup of coffee yesterday? Yeah, that crazy story. Ago? He was in the drive thru and uh, some guy asked him for a cup of coffee and he said no, and then the guy just punched him in the head. Yeah. And we know him. Well, sort of. We're one degree separation. Yeah, I know. We, we knew the news story. I just got a text message from Beth who says that she worked with the guy. Because I was telling the story yesterday morning, and I was like, man, I go to that coffee shop. And, and honestly, this morning, I thought I was it was going to come to blows. Like, this guy was standing there up in my grill, like up in the, in the drive-thru. Yeah. It took me five minutes to get a coffee this morning. It was so bad that the girl at McDonald's, and I appreciate it, um, but she gave me the coffee for free. She's like, I know that took a long time because this guy was just standing there in the drive-thru and she didn't want to open the window. Right. She was like, I'm not opening well, the window. No. Yeah, exactly. This guy's a lunatic. Yeah. He's going to punch this guy in the kind side of the head. Kind of like the guys we had living in our foyer this morning. Well, yeah. That was scary when he came up to the window and <laughs> blew, on the, blew on the window. He was blowing your kisses. Yeah, he did something. He was eating peaches and then licking the window, <laughs> which is... Hey, how's your day going? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we started. <laughs> yeah, enjoy yours. It's going to be beautiful. And uh, next few days, I mean, we're talking up to 30 by next week. So have a great one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow after 6. Arena, TJ, and Turnbow will be back tomorrow on Winnipeg's Rock Station, 92.1 City.